in his steps. We are on the emphasis of men. Men have a dynamic ministry. I hear and I see rumblings and complainings and grievances, pains and cries of women and children all over the place. Struggling for identity. Crying for help. Feeling of neglect. A sense of insecurity. Aggression and rebellion. Is a cry because of the absence of godly, meek, humble, compassionate, gentle men in the community. The world is crying out for men to feel safe and secure. Men who will do battles, godly battles, decent battles, to help young men and young women Men need to mobilize men into a dynamic ministry. It's so important this world is not a man's world. It is, a, it is God's world. It's a world for community. And I pray that this month of June, we will hear the call of God or a dynamic ministry. Calling men to a dynamic Christian commitment. I will preach from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Let's hear God's words. Therefore, brothers, some versions who say brothers and sisters. Because sometimes the Greek has neuter and you can either use it for male or female. So therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what, is God, what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Our Father, we pray that you will speak to our hearts. That we will hear your call as men. Being called into a dynamic Christian commitment being called into dynamic 
ministry as men. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. When we are cooking a meal, whether it is a soup, like granola soup that takes time to be cooked, or okra soup that takes time to be cooked, or lapiwa, or bangkun, or yam, or anything that takes time to cook. A hurry for these things will cause trouble. To make anything that goes into our stomach go south, 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 down, down, down. It has to be well cooked with fire. And there are some food that can be cooked very fast. Instantly. Nutritionist tells us that that kind of food eventually will make us sick. Call it fast food. A friend said fast food. That has found its way in the lifestyle of many Christians. And we have become superficial in many things. We are all over the place committed but committed to wrong things and in so many directions. And the things that matter in life we don't have a serious commitment to it. Making time for our family making time for young boys and girls making time for our marriages making time for the work of God in the house of God making time to win a soul making time to disciple a soul many things about church have become superficial and it's like a curse on our generation. And there is a desperate cry today. And that cry is not for intelligent people. There are many intelligent people. And many of us are intelligent. It's not a cry for gifted people because there are many gifted people. But it's a cry for something deep. Deepness in God. And that deepness that is sound, spiritual, strong, and continuous. When commitment is not real, and it's not sound, and it's not spiritual, and it's not deep, it can be a mile long. We are committed all over the place but it's only an inch deep 
We are busy, but we are not touching lives. We are not producing fruit. In spite of all the goodness and the mercies of God in our lives. This passage that we read is calling for two things. It's an authentic call to be dynamic. A call that men need to hear is a call. I urge you. Secondly, not just to hear, but to commit to the ministry. Not only I urge you, but present. Give me your body. So let's look at this. Let's look at these two callings. The authentic call to be dynamic. That men need to hear. Is a call back by the gospel by the gospel ministry. This call is good news. It's a call to give our life to Jesus Christ. It is good news. Because there is another call. All over us. Calling others into force to hear what is false. I read a story of a young man from Ghana. He's now a grown up in the early 50s. Who is a CEO of a magazine, the top magazine all over the world. And is based in the UK. And a young man lived in Ghana. He had a wrong call. And he listened to that call. And he committed to that call. And he became, he opened door, doors were open for him. And he made progress. And there's a call to be gay. And at young age, in his young age, he had that call. And he became gay. And doors were open for him. And he became a CEO. Fabulously rich. There are other calls. For drugs. Other cause. To undermine, under invoice, and to cheat, and to have a side cheek, and to do this, and to do that, and undercut, and all kinds of cause. But this call is based on the good news. And Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to give your life to him. And you need to hear that call. It's a call that is based on the divine mercy of God. I urge you, I call you by the mercies of God. Yes, this passage, Romans 12, is a turning point from chapter 1, verse 1 to chapter 11. There is a turning point in that book, a turning point in Romans chapter 12. Therefore, 
because of God's mercy. Because in chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, we have seen the recklessness and the sin of man. And we have seen the mercies and the kindness of God. And then there's a turning point in chapter 12. So we have lived somewhere, somehow, but now there must be a turning point in our life. There have to be a turning point. So it's a call based on the mercies of God. If God were to vent his judgment, his punishment, his discipline on us, none of us can live and move on in life. But our mercy is calling us. Said, give me your your life. Give me your body. And it's interesting that he's not saying give me your body. Say, give me your bodies. So all of us. God wants all of us. Every Christian, every believer, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. God wants us to give him our bodies. And we need to hear that call. We need to hear that call. Because it's a call based on the good news. God's forgiveness and grace for us. It's a call based on God's mercy on our lives. But it's also a call to Christian responsibility. From verse 3 all the way to chapter 15, Paul is going to talk about our responsibility. And we need to hear that call for responsibility. He talk about the gifts that we have that we should use to serve God. To serve as family members. To serve in the church. To serve our country and society. So it's a call to Christian responsibility. And it's not superficial. It's a deep. It's a call for deep spiritual Commitment. But it's not just a call we have to hear. It's a call to commitment that we have to make. We have to make that commitment. Not only to hear it. Not only does he urge her, they said, present, give me, commit your bodies. What is the content of that commitment? Paul wants that commitment to be a sacrificial dedication. It's a sacrificial dedication. A life that is not sacrificial, it's not beautiful. A life that is not sacrificial is not attractive. Selfishness smells. Self-centeredness is foul. 
Sacrifice smells good. The content of our sacrifice must be of our of our the content of our commitment must be sacrificial. Dying to ourselves, our greed, our appetite. Dying to our ways. It's not superficial. It's deep. God is calling men into that. It's calling men into that. It's calling men into that. There are meekness and our selflessness must be unquestionable. Because Contents of the sacrifice is to give your body, to give our bodies, all of us. The whole of us. Our real self. Not just our thoughts. Or our suggestions. For here and there. And we are absent. Absent in the house. But we made provision. For food and guidance. No, 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 no. God said He wants your body to be physically sacrificial, present in the house. Not just your gifts and your advice and your money in the church or your time. Sunday morning. Then the rest of the week you are on your own. You live and do anything. That's not God what God is asking for. Everything you are doing. Wherever you go. God wants your body on his altar sacrificial. He has to do what he wants to do with your body. The contents of this sacrifice. What is the requirement of this sacrifice? God says it has to be a living sacrifice. Dynamic. Dynamic, zealous, excited. You believe in what you're doing. Yes, you may be eating just Gary with your your son, but you're enjoying your son. You are excited with your son. There may be no money in your pocket, but you've given your whole life to your son. You are not allowing anything to engage you and take you away. You are present. It's a living sacrifice. Saying with your spouse. You may not be rich or have all the answers. But your sacrifice is living. It's an unquestionable living presence of yourself to him or to her. 
It's a requirement of sacrifice. And it has to be living. It has to be holy to God. It has to be holy to God. Only for God. Holy means only for God. The Lord our God is a jealous God. Many people will struggle between devotion to their wife and devotion to their husbands. Or devotion to their wife, devotion to church, devotion to their family, devotion to church. God doesn't want us to be divided about who he is. Who he is. He demands our all. Look, your wife doesn't own you. Your husband doesn't own you. Your child doesn't own you. Your job doesn't own you. Your church doesn't own you. Your pastor doesn't own you. It's God who owns you. And I'll show you in this passage how that works out. That if you give God first place, all other things will follow. But if you have one leg here, like Ahab, who want to serve God and serve Jezebel as well, it's not going to work out that way. It's not going to work out that way. It's all for God. Like Abraham. You give to God. He will give back to you. He's not like shifting shadows. His yes is his yes. And his nay is his nay. So he has to be holy. Holiness is a gift from God. It's also a work of grace. Grows. Holiness grows. We grow in holiness. But it must also be our goal. That we are pursuing. When we commit ourselves to God. Bible says it pleases God and it's a spiritual worship. And that sacrifice must be in every area of our lives. So we have seen the contents of the sacrifice, the requirements of the sacrifice, now the significance of this sacrifice. The Bible lists about four things that could be more about sacrifice. The significance of our sacrifice is that our lips, we must sacrifice our lips. The fruit of our lips. If we can sacrifice our lips. Because remember God wants your whole body. God wants our whole body. If he can get your lips. All your eyes. We will be holy. What about our gifts? If we can give him our gifts, our talents. Our abilities. Of course, our lives, our services yes, must be sacrificial. Whether to one person or to many, whether to a believer or to an unbeliever, whether to a family member or to a non-family member. It has to be sacrificial. When we do that, 
there will be a radical transformation in our lives. The commitment of our lives which is sacrificial will bring transformation. We can transform ourselves. You can change your life. It's God that changes us. But how can he change something or someone that he doesn't have control over? So we are struggling with our lives. Because we are holding to our lives. We haven't given it to God. When we give it to God, something will take place. It's called metamorphosis. Transformation. Change. Dynamism. And that's verse 2. When God begins to change us, that change is a process. It's exciting, it's radical. But it's a process. It's not just one day, one week, one month. That's why it's a living sacrifice. The temptation of a living sacrifice is that he has the ability to walk away. That's why when you go to a wrong church, a false church, believe wrong things, they want you to do what pleases the pastor or pleases the church. But God said, no, you don't need to live in a church house. You don't need to hear the pastor's voice. It's me and you. Give yourself to me. When I have you, something will take place. A process will begin. And Paul says that you will not conform to the world. You have the power and the strength when God have you. Not to conform to the world. Negatively speaking, negatively speaking, you have the ability to reject the world. When God is in you and the transformation has begun, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God at work in your life, you will have the ability to reject the world. You can't reject the world in your own strength. The world can kill you. The world can kill your spiritual life. The world can kill your marriage. The life of worldliness can destroy your own life. When you give everything to God, He will give you the power to reject the world and to reject worldliness. And when that happens, Bible says at the same time, there are things in your life you begin to say no to. There will be a shift there will be a turning point in your life. You will no longer allow the world to dictate to you. How can a person be so foolish that he has more commitment to his political party than he has to his wife 
or to his husband. How can a person be so foolish that is committed to his old students' association than to his family or to God? How can a person come on pension and decide that all his money he would use it to drink, to smoke, to build a house, to buy a boat and cruise on the lake that's a tragedy it's a tragedy wise others will take their pension and do the work of God when these two people get to heaven, are they going to show God their boat and their house or the work of God they have done? Transformation is a process. Negatively speaking, God gives you power to reject the world and worldliness. You have power to stop lying. You have power to be angry to the point of violence, verbally and Physically, you reject that. You stop stealing. Your language changes from foul language. You reject sexual immorality. You reject greed. Greed and dirty language. You make a choice. Negatively speaking. And you reject the world. But positively speaking. You change your mind. You become more obedient to the word of God. And more yielded to the Holy Spirit. And that process goes on. And on. Not by your power. God is at work in you. To will and to do his good pleasure. But if you haven't committed your body to him. It can't take place. The ugly caterpillar is transformed into a beautiful butterfly. We see the colors of the butterfly. But he didn't make himself like that. He can't make himself like that. He allowed the process of metamorphosis, the transformation to take place. He allowed it. It allowed it. It allowed it. And when that process is going on, there is a purpose. There's a purpose for that. And that purpose is that you, you, not the pastor, not the prophets, not the church, you will be able to know 
what is good. You will know what is pleasing. You will know what is perfect. It's not a contrary the prophet that will tell you or the pastor that will tell you. You will know. Because of that dynamism. That is going on in your life. Because you have given your body to Christ. You are doing that sacrificially. Look, if you want to live a life of comfort, you can't please God. No. The life is a life of sacrifice. And it's not a sacrifice that will make us sad and depressed. It's a joyful sacrifice. It's a willing sacrifice. It's an exciting sacrifice. It's a dynamic sacrifice. Because it is a call based Good news. Good news. Forgiveness is good news. The love of God is good news. It's good news. To walk with Christ is good news. It's based on the mercies of God. Mercies of God. If God doesn't have mercy on us, where shall we be? It's based on the mercies of God. So when you know that good news, and you know that mercy of God, you now commit, you commit Give your body to God. Give it to God. When you give it to God, He will begin the transformation. And you will know. Not the prophet will tell you, or the pastor will tell you. People are struggling. Is it God's will? What should I do this? What should I do that? Is it right? Is it wrong? Because we haven't given ourselves to God. We haven't given our bodies to God. We are not yielding to the word of God in obedience. We're not yielding to the Holy Spirit in obedience. So we are not experiencing his power to reject. And the power that will renew our minds. When we do that, oh, it is beautiful. To know that that young boy, that young girl, that you are sacrificially pouring yourself into and helping him or her and not taking advantage of him or her is going to be a father, godly father one day, godly wife, godly mother one day. He's going to do the same thing. You look at that life of sacrifice you have given and you look at the beauty that comes out of that life and you are willing to do more. Men have a dynamic ministry. We are called to war for the souls of men. But a heart that is tender easily convicted and yielded courageous for righteousness and for 
goodness. Are you willing? Why a crado? Are you ready to make that? Why a crado? So ben we The opposite of that. Na eno no opposite ni is to always be concerned about your comfort, your respect, your convenience, your being liked by the world, being talked well about the world. God will take care of all that. But God is not an old court person. He doesn't negotiate with you. So I give you my whole self. And I give you eternity and eternal life. I have no strings attached. But when you come to me, these are my terms. You have to sacrifice your body. Your goodness and your works have to be sacrificial. When we do that, our ministry will be dynamic. To be exciting. It will be interesting. To be attractive. To glorify God. Shall we pray? So it's a call that we have to hear. Your friends say yet say based on the good news. Have you heard the good news? What's Then God is calling you to give him your body. Give him your life. It's a beautiful thing to give your body to Christ. Not just your time, but your body. Your whole life to God. It's a beautiful thing. He will fix all the potholes and all the question marks will be answered. Pray about this. There are areas of your life you're holding back from God. Talk to God about it. Asking for grace. Paul said, What shall I do for you? David said, What shall I render unto the Lord? Mary said, let your will be done. What are you saying? To that area of your life you are struggling. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Present that to him. Give it to him. He said, I urge you. I beg you because of the good news for you because of my mercies for you here the call to give yourself to me so if you have heard then commit that area to him. So what's your first
Maybe for some of you, it will mean making more time to commit to a group of people to study the scriptures and to, and to serve together as men. Or as women. Or to commit yourself to a group of young boys that you read the scriptures with them. Maybe simple things. There may not big things like asking you to go and burn the sea, which you can't. God is not asking you to do the impossible. He said, if you give a, a, a cup of cold water, you have done it to me. So it may be, it may be committing yourself to something very small, but you give your all to it. As a man, and you stop floating around to so everywhere, and you have no depth and deepness. Talk to God about that. Give yourself to something deep. Something deep. Something that is going to be sacrificial. For it is the way the master went. That's the Christian life. Our Father, we thank you for this morning for your call to us as men. For some who have to do a sacrifice in one area or the other, we're asking you for your grace that they may see the light of your will. They may see the pleasure that will bring to your heart and make that sacrifice. Though the fire will be hot on the altar, though the knife will be deep, knowing me to bring pleasure to your hearts, grant them the grace, grant us the grace to make that sacrifice a sound strong spiritual continuous deep commitments to something that will last in this month of June so you can have the opportunity to transform us to discover your will, your good will, your pleasing will, your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen.